This is the AM640 Afternoon Drive Show on Talk Radio. AM640. I was listening to some stand-up comedy on the weekend. I heard this comedian talking about how she's got this lippy little dog. She's going to get her a service animal vest so she can take it everywhere, despite the fact that it is uh, poorly behaved, because it's illegal to deny anyone with a service dog, uh, you know, entry into your premises. And... uh, and in fact, service, go figure. Uh, service animals are no laughing matter, though they're very helpful. They're not only helpful to the visually impaired or people with PSTD, but also um, with people that uh, suffer seizures. And you cannot deny someone's service because they have a service animal. It's The whole point of having that vest on the dog and having them with you is because you need to have them with you. They help you uh, function on a daily basis. And we're joined now by Christine Coots, who uh, had a disturbing thing happen to her, not once, but twice on Sunday. Christine, you have a uh, service dog, right? Yes. And what do you what do you use your service dog for? I have epilepsy, so she alerts me of my seizures, and she actually keeps me grounded through my focal seizures. She's also trained to alert me when someone's coming up on my left side because I'm blind in one eye. And I have severe anxiety disorder and depression, so I do have panic attacks. And she's trained to distract me and put pressure on my chest to keep me calm and focus on her. When did you get your service dog? I've had her for a year and a half. What was your life like before you got the service dog? I honestly didn't leave my house. (laughs) Just uh, walking from my front door to my mom's van was a huge task. The the pure volume of outdoor space was just so much to handle. It'd make me panic. I'd feel very out of body. It was traumatizing. And what is your life like now? Now I can leave my house. Um, I still have my bad days, but on my bad days, autumn pushes me to get out there because she even has to go to the bathroom to pee. So it's, uh, it's a constant battle, but autumn definitely gets me out of the house and I can go to all my doctor's appointments and I've actually been able to go shopping now with autumn. And that's a big deal. Autumn, by the way, is the name of your Australian Shepherd, who is uh, your your service animal. They used to be called guide dogs. But, you know, these animals are super important. And, you know, it's illegal to turn some away, someone away from a business uh, if you have a service animal. So, I mean, I was shocked when I read your story today. Tell us what happened uh, on Sunday to you over the weekend. Um, I was having severe back pain, and whenever I took a deep breath in, it really hurt. So, of course, with my anxiety, I thought for sure I was dying. (laughs) So I finally found a walk-in clinic that was open. So I I went in, I registered with my service dog, and everything was fine. Then they called me into the back examination room, and the nurse came in with me and changed the paper on the bed, which was right next to where me and Autumn were sitting. Mm -hmm. And then I was sitting there listening to the nurse and the doctor discuss my service dog. So the nurse came in and asked me, you know, like, there's no dogs allowed in the clinic, so is that a service dog? And I said, yes, this is a service dog. And then she went and told the doctor, and uh, they continued to talk about it for quite a while, and he seemed very agitated that um, there was a dog in his clinic. So eventually the nurse and the doctor stood in the doorway of the door and told me that there's no dogs allowed. So I told him it's a service dog, and by law, I don't have to tell him what my disabilities are, but I willingly gave it to him, and I told him I have epilepsy, blind in one eye, and I have anxiety. He told me that the dog would have to leave, and I said I can't be parted from her. Um, She's not to be separated from her handler. And he said, well, she has to wait in the hall. And I said, for numbers of reasons, I don't want her in the hall, one being I don't feel comfortable with it. She's here for my health. 
and two, she could be stolen. <laughs> so um, we ended up arguing. Um, Not great was, for your anxiety level, I imagine. <laughs> I was panicking, which uh, makes the whole event even worse because I started to feel very alone and I was in a place where I was supposed to be getting help and I trusted doctors and then suddenly I'm being pushed away and and so um, after arguing with him and he got he got really mad at me and started saying that he has a disability then that's him being afraid of dogs (gasps) yeah and I thought I get that there's a fear of dogs but that's not really like a disability (laughs) So it made me feel really insulted. Yeah. Um, like he was this mocking. a physician saying this. Yes. How big is this dog? She's 30 pounds. So she's not a big dog. She's a mid-sized dog. And where yes. was she? Was she lying in the ground beside you? Uh... Um, she was actually in a downstairs. So she was laying down at my feet. And I actually told her that she could sleep. So he could see that she's totally fine. And she put her head down and closed her eyes. And he still said that he was petrified and he wasn't coming in the room as long as she was in there. And he said the nurse was too scared of the dog, too. However, the nurse had come in and changed the paper on the bed right beside us 10 minutes prior. So you're not buying what he's selling about the nurse? Not really. Wow. So what happened next? I ended up leaving. Um, It was really hard for me because I wanted immediate help and I... The, the hospital I probably should have went to, but I just figured, you know, hospitals are a big anxiety place for me because it's really busy and you have to wait. And So I went to a different walk-in clinic where I walked in and I registered with my service dog and I sat there waiting. Nothing was said. Everyone in the waiting room was talking about me like, oh, we can't pet them. So they were all aware of what she was. Mm-hmm. Um, then I got called in to another waiting room. So I sat there. And then when the doctor called me in, I went to walk in and he said, oh, no dogs. And I said, she's a service dog. Holy moly. he said, I don't care, no dogs. So I then kind of just went quiet because I was in shock that this was happening again. Did you think, did somebody call around and tell them I was coming? uh, No. Because that's what I would have thought. I mean, I just would have thought, how how did this happen twice? Is this normal? Um, I've never encountered this before, ever. Like, I go to a walking clinic all the time just to put my anxiety at ease with little things. Mm -hmm. And... Every walking clinic I've ever been to has always been fine. I see a lot of doctors with all of my disabilities. I see a lot of specialists. I go to hospitals and I have tests. And she comes in for my tests. I actually had an EEG done, which is uh, for epilepsy, to check your brain waves. And she slept on my lap while they did the test. And you'd have to be, I, I imagine, very still. So this is an extremely well-behaved animal. Yes. This is a dog that can be off leash and she stays completely healed to my left leg, whether I'm going to the left, going to the right or backing up. She mimics my steps. So this was uh, these are two walk in clinics in Mississauga. The second doctor saying no dogs allowed. What did what did you say then? Um, I kind of froze and then he handed me a piece of paper and then that was it. He just kind of stared at the desk like end of conversation. And I was. By this point, I was really anxious, so I didn't say too much. So I went to the the front desk, and I said, he gave me this paper. And it was a paper um, for a back clinic somewhere else. And nothing was open on Sunday. So I said, this isn't right. I need to see someone today. Wow, our tax dollars hard at work. Yeah. (laughs) So they sent me to a different waiting room. This walk-in clinic has multiple waiting rooms for different doctors. Mm-hmm. So they sent me to another waiting room and ensured me that I'd be first because I've already been through the waiting process. 
So I'm sitting there and uh, I watch the doctor call in three people and then he comes out and he shuffles through the paper and puts my paper at the back. So I get up and I go back to the front desk and I said, you assured me I was going to be first, but this doctor just put my paper that you put in the front at the back. So the receptionist came out and checked and she's like, oh, that's not right. And then put me in another waiting room. And then I sat in that waiting room and nothing happened. No one got called in. No one left. I didn't see a doctor. I'm not sure what was going on there. So then I went back up to the receptionist and I said, okay, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to leave. But I just want to let you know, like, I'm really unsatisfied. Like, I'm in a lot of pain and I just really wanted to get help. And then as I'm explaining this to her, um, some man calls me and he said, come with me, please. And they take me and they put me in a room off to the side, like an examination room away from people. And he said, you just have to wait here in case anyone's allergic or doesn't like dogs. And I thought, okay, but, you know, I'll take it. If I'm going to see a doctor, I'll do it. That's fine. So I waited there. And then finally a doctor came rushing in and he said, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Um, That was completely against the law and no one should ever deny you access with a service dog. And he apologized and he was He was really polite. He spent a lot of time talking to me and explaining to me what was wrong with me. And he made sure that I was 100% confident going home before he let me leave. How long did this whole fiasco go on for? Um, From the time I went to the first walking clinic to the time I left the second one, it was about five hours. Wow. I I mean, I think anybody listening can feel your pain. How are you feeling right now? Um, I get anxious every time I talk about it. Like, I get my chest hurts just because it's so... It was so stressful, and I was so nervous. And well, I, uh, I, you know, I don't know if it helps, but I think that everybody listening right now uh, has your back and is uh, cannot believe what you've gone through and feels for you. Uh, you've lodged a plan- complaint with the College of Physicians. Yes, yeah, I'm waiting to hear back from them. I sent it today. I wanted some time to really gather my thoughts, so my emotions weren't playing too much of a role. You know, I wanted to be really dead on and accurate with everything I was saying. Well, I, w- I wish you the best of luck here with your, them getting back to you uh, with a speedy response. I'd like to know what happened if you, uh, Chris has got your number, so maybe you could let Chris know how this pans out, but I hope this never happens to you again. That is completely despicable. Has anyone uh, told you uh, how to proceed if this ever happens to you again? Um, I've spoken to a couple people and, uh, I'm I'm unsure of which route I want to take because my main goal is to make sure that this doesn't happen to anyone ever again. Like, I survived, but I really feel fear for the next person that's having a serious problem who goes in there with a service dog, gets turned away, and something happens. So, you know, for me, it's not so much about winning. It's about making a change. Yeah. Uh, Christine, I, I really The AM640 Afternoon Drive Show. Listen live. Weekday afternoons from 4 till 7 on AM640 or download the app at 640toronto.com.